0: Hi, I'm James Law for Virtual Road Shows, and we're here for Selling Adventure and Expedition Travel. And we have a keynote interview today with the guy who knows all about this, uh, Shannon Stowell, who's the CEO of Adventure Travel Trade Association, or ATTA, as we call it. And if he doesn't know about adventure, I don't know who does, because... Uh, This is what he's been doing for a long time, and we wanted to talk to him a little bit about the state of the market today and the state of ATTA, and we're going to get to it right now uh, here on virtual roadshows. Now, Shannon, first of all, how are you? How are you doing?
1: Doing great. Thanks for having me on the show, James. I'm uh, appreciative and always enjoy the opportunity to talk about adventure travel. Um, Absolutely. Well, tell, us, tell us
0: about a little bit about Adventure Travel Trade Association. What is what is the organization today?
1: Sure. So, so the ATTA we're we're um, we're actually going to hit our 20 year anniversary in April. So we've been uh, doing this for a bit, and um, the organization is really focused on adventure companies and adventure focused destinations, advisors who sell adventure all around the world. So we have around. We're back to our 2019. 19 levels for the most part. As far as the number of members, we're somewhere between 12 and 1300 members, and those are organizations all around the world. I think 99 countries or something like that. It mm-hmm. kind of goes up and down between 99 and 100. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> we're really focused on all things culture, mm-hmm. nature, and activity. That's that's how we define adventure travel. And so we do everything that we can to support the trade. And that comes in a lot of different ways. We're a convening event organization. So we put on events. We have seven events around the world this year. Okay. And, um, and a couple more that may end up happening. Uh, we do training and education. We've got an, uh, both an online education program. And then we've done some in-person. I actually got to go see firsthand our, our uh, education trainers, training guides in Okinawa, Japan this last October, which was really, really fun to see it in action.
0: Well, I know you had one of your events last year in Japan, if I recall.
1: Um, That's right. We were in Hokkaido for our Adventure Travel World Summit, and it was fabulous.
0: Fantastic. So let me drill down a little bit. So your members really are obviously small adventure operators up to sort of larger companies as well in terms of the actual tour operator division, right?
1: That's right. Yeah, there's there's everything from... Small suppliers from all around the world to the the big companies like Intrepid and G Adventures and those sorts of companies as well. And
0: and then you have destination members as well, right?
1: That's right. That's right. We work with everything from uh, occasionally cities, but usually states, provinces and countries.
0: Well, I do know that my my good friends at uh, tour, Switzerland Tourism have have hosted you, and they work very closely with you. Uh, and And I know that's, of course, it's a great country for adventure uh, travel. Uh, and then, of course, the final one I would ask you. And now, I believe uh, travel advisors can be members as well, right?
1: That's right. Yes, and um, we we do quite a bit of work with travel leaders, but we okay. we don't exclude any of the any of the consortia, any uh, independent contractor. Yes. Travel advisors who are interested in adventure are absolutely welcome to be a part of the ATTA.
0: And do they have any qualifications that they need to show? I mean, that they, or that this is clearly that if they want to be part of your organization, you're assuming they're interested in selling more adventure travel.
1: That's right. Yeah. We don't, we don't require anything per se. You know, one of the things we do have is a a value statement for some basic you know, agreement about how we treat other people, how we treat the environment. Um, but other than that, you know, it's it's really more of a self-selecting uh, situation where if somebody's interested in learning more, we have everything from free membership to full be- uh, business membership. And that's really an, a, a, uh, an effort on our part to say everybody's welcome. We want ex- uh, adventure to be very accessible, not only to the trade, but to, to travelers as well.
0: Now, you mentioned you do education and training, so advisors can avail themselves of what kind of training do you offer for someone who uh, wants to get in and learn how to sell more adventure travel?
1: So so I'll be honest, uh, James. We are, we are working on revamping our program. We wrote a training program years and years ago um, that we have just taken a look at again post-COVID and have decided we need to revamp it. So um, stay tuned on that. Okay. Um, but that's going to be coming down down the uh, down the alley here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we have a lot of other resources like research reports, because um, in a lot of cases people just need to understand it better, know what the trends are, where things are going, which destinations are on the rise, and which ones are declining a bit because of whatever it might be, geopolitical issues or uh, whatever it might be. So. Um, So really, there's a lot of free resources on the site that anyone that is looking at becoming more educated about adventure travel, Uh, but then our goal is in within the next uh, bit of time here is to have some uh, advisor specific training uh, materials.
0: Well, I know early on in, in, in your organization, uh, people were interested in venture travel, but a lot of your members were smaller operators that might not have worked with travel advisors before that might not be paying commission or at least set up some deal where they could make money selling them. Uh, but I think that's changed uh, is my impression. Tell me if I'm correct.
1: No, I think you're right. and I, And it's also a constant education, right? Both directions to help advisors understand how these smaller operators work and then help the smaller operators understand that it is a real opportunity for them mm-hmm. to connect with the right sellers. So uh, um, that is definitely an ongoing, because you know, adventure travel is definitely more, in many cases, not always, is more complex mm-hmm. than selling, say, um, Disney vacations or cruise or or resorts. There are a lot more moving pieces. No, so,
0: absolutely, and 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 in fact. You know, you, you, there's a lot to do within any adventure planned adventure trip, because generally you're going to uh, maybe far flung destinations, uh, uh, destinations that are, you know, it, it takes some doing what might be some activity like hiking, biking, uh, really doing active vacations, which actually gels with the trend. Uh, I was going to ask mm-hmm. you, you know, it suddenly seems at least we were talking about before the interview um, about the pandemic. And post-pandemic, have you seen an increase in uh, interest in adventure travel?
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we could feel it coming during the pandemic. I mean, that mm-hmm. didn't didn't help anybody much during the pandemic to know that there was pent-up demand, um, other than to be sort of a beacon of hope on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're seeing, we, we don't have the data yet. We're actually in the process of doing a, a study mm-hmm. in, the, in the very near future the last study we did was 2017 and so we benchmark off of that we were getting ready to do it again in 2020 and we okay. all know what happened um but in 2017 we did a study that with uh, with a couple of different organizations and found that the market for adventure travel was about 683 billion wow and 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 we had no insight into asia outbound right So it didn't even, it didn't even include Asia outbound. That was just everywhere but Asia. And, and so with the increase and with the study that we hope to do in the very near future, uh, we're talking to a couple of different potential uh, funding partners right now. um, I'm pretty confident that it's going to come in close to the $1 trillion mark.
0: I I I I'm really not surprised. It, it, it basically, the upshot is this is an extremely lucrative market that uh, for you guys out there, you travel advisors who are tuning in now, uh, can really have to take a look at. Obviously, you're you're in part of the show because you've indicated an interest in adventure travel and ex- expedition uh, vo- cruising. Also, has been booming. Uh, at the same booming. time, uh, I you know I uh, in 2020 one I did three cruises to Antarctica wow. uh, three. up yeah three, three oh. Oh, not quite in a row but you know I did three different lines uh people always ask me you know like how, why did you do three well you know we had uh, companies we wanted to cover. And I was just the one who got to go. So I did, did three great ones. And, I, and people also ask me, you know, which, which did you like better? I said, they're all different. They're all great. There are some commonalities about what you experience and the, the teams, the expedition teams you go with. But it, it, it's, it was just a marvelous opportunity. Uh, but I did get my fellow Penguins uh, in, in 21, I got to tell you. Uh, they're wonderful. and You can watch them for hours, uh, you know. But, but that's the kind of thing where post pandemic, expedition travel and adventure, because, you know, those are things that are outside. They're, they're You're not indoors. You're not in a hotel room or in a cruise cabin. You're in a cruise cabin there, but you're mostly outside and, and enjoying nature and wildlife. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think that's very appealing to a lot of people now.
1: It is. And, you know, it do- dovetails really nicely with the other trend of an increased interest in sustainability. You know, I think more and more travelers are understanding because of some of the extreme things happening in the world. They're, they're seeing, you know, how I, how I consume, how I behave matters. And, um, and so I think there, there's sort of this, these two, two trends converging of more interest in smaller groups, outdoor, far flung, more remote. And then how do we, how do we take care and get back to these places? And in fact, I talked to Uh, one of our supplier operators in Scotland today. And he was saying a a very wealthy customer came. Did I think it was only a half day experience with them, but they stopped at some nonprofit somewhere in Scotland. And uh, the guest got home and pretty soon thereafter, the nonprofit got a check for (laughs) $50,000.
0: That's a way to get donations.
1: (laughs) To me, that is just so exciting to see people put you know, put action behind what they love.
0: No, absolutely. And some of your larger members, the ones that, that, you know, we, we cover a lot uh, like Intrepid and G Adventures are really firmly in the sustainability camp. They have programs, um, you know, Intrepid is a, a B Corp or whatever it is. And, and, and G Adventures, uh, the, their CEO is known as being a, a uh, real advocate for st- sustainability that's his whole thing uh he doesn't he, he doesn't much like cruise ships but that's we'll, we won't go there because he, he he just he doesn't feel that that's the best way to travel and get with the locals and that's the other thing in the kind of travel you offer you really are with the locals and you're learning all about this firsthand
1: that's right yeah we we we've had a philosophy for a long time as an association that that as travelers were guests and, um, and so we try to behave that way as somebody who is fortunate enough to be, to be able to be in these amazing locations with these uh, often serendipitous experiences with wildlife or with local people or, you know, something unexpected, which is, is sort of the cherry on the top of adventure travel trips.
0: And then, of course, you do have these events we talked about. and what what are your events upcoming this year? because I know you're going to some interesting places, and they're not always as far-flung as you'd like to think. I know there's one coming up in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, for that's you. right. And then you have that's your right. your big conference in the fall. Where's the fall conference?
1: The fall conference is in is in October and it's going to be in Panama City.
0: okay. There you go,
1: which is still pretty pretty accessible for most of the u s. It's not too too painful of a flight, honestly. Um, but yeah, Asheville is going to be in June, right? And then, and then we have some smaller events in, in uh, one in Ecuador in May. Um, and then we're also doing an event in, in uh, an adventure week in Okinawa, Japan. Okay. And we have a few others in the works. But the two, the two that are probably most relevant for, for this audience would be Asheville, North Carolina. Last year we were in Portland, Maine, and it was just just special. Um, I love, I love the size of event. It's 300 people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get to see people multiple times throughout the event, um, go out and hit the town at night, which is where a lot of the business happens in the travel space, as we know, Sure. Um, over the bar or at a restaurant. <laughs> and uh, and um, so this year we'll be in in Asheville, and we're really looking forward to that. They've, they've been incredible partners.
0: No, and that's a great, you know, you get out of Asheville and you're in the, you're in the forest, you're out there in the woods. It's, it's an amazing city. Uh, and then, of course, Panama, you know, you, you can't go wrong there once you're out. And Panama City has become an incredible hub, but I'm sure you're going to get out and about uh, outside of it into the other areas and the rural areas of Panama. And, of course, you know, see the Panama Canal, things like that. Uh, There's there's a lot going on down there. So you you really go to interesting places uh, uh, with with these events. And it helps, I think, uh, acquaint travel advisors and, of course, a lot of your members uh, with the possibilities uh, that you can can work with uh, these different partners.
1: Absolutely. And we'll be in Europe this year, too, in May in Kitzbühel in 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 Austria. Oh, wow. so, okay.
0: hopefully a little past ski season, but who knows, maybe you got some spring skiing and we'll see what happens there. Yeah.
1: Now, I think, I don't think we'll be doing any skiing, but it, uh, we'll, we'll experience the other, the other season.
0: Absolutely. And I, 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 I've been in Kitzbühel before. I've never skied there, but, uh, it's gorgeous. Austria in general, I just love. So, uh, now anything else you want to tell our travel advisors, uh, that are attending about ATTA and the growth of the adventure travel segment?
1: You know i would i would just say if it's interesting to you if you're we'd we like to joke if you're adventure curious um check us out we have all sorts of resources that we can offer there's events you can come to and, and get to know the community mm-hmm. uh, we are very community focused but it's also very welcoming i always hear this over and over for first timers to our events they say i'm a first i was a first timer this year and i couldn't believe how welcoming and kind everybody was, even though I didn't know anybody or I only knew a couple of people. Sure. So I I would just say we we welcome anybody who's interested in adventure travel, um, and we do the best we can to help you in your journey to find your your space there. Um, you know the 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 growth in the industry is undeniable. We're seeing everything from mid market to high market explosive growth, and I think that you know. James, one of the big shifts over the last twenty years is adventure travel. Used to be perceived as a very um, maybe risk-oriented, aggressive, maybe slightly dangerous, maybe sponsored by ibuprofen uh, <laughs> and Band-Aid, and um, and it really over the last twenty years, culture has become. I would say I'm going to say the probably the most important part of it because, well, a little a little story. me about Jordan. Okay. My very, my very first trip to Jordan, I I did a a trip through the Donna Preserve and I was with a a Jordanian guide and and a group and we were walking down uh, this incredible wadi. And he said, have you ever seen mountains more beautiful? And I said, well, I'm from Colorado. So I, I have great mountains, but you know what I never have done. I've never sat in a tent with the bedouin and okay. drank tea and talked and so for me yeah the hiking was a was an important part of the trip to see the nature to get some exercise to be out in you know in the wild places but the part that's burned into my brain is sitting in that tent and having tea and then sitting in another tent later and learning about different coffee culture traditions which are mind blowing and and go very deep into the society in Jordan and uh, and so, we always say that people and culture are truly the most important part. Everything else matters, um, but it's about the people.
0: No, I totally agree. And I I was lucky to be enough to be introduced to Jordan. I think it was on a Tourism Cares trip uh, years ago. And uh, uh, Malia asked for, who you know, uh, I know very well. She's uh, we're both. She's a good friend, and she'd been trying to get me to go to Jordan for ten years. She says mm-hmm. it's more than just Petra. And so I was lucky enough to go on the Tourism Cares trip, and she showed me it was more than Petra and a whole lot more, and that we did a lot of sustainable stuff. We did a lot of local attractions and and worked with a lot of local operators. And out of that trip, uh, I do know of several major operators that put in, um, for example, the Travel Corporation put in their Make Travel Matters. Uh, yep. which is a series of programs that really uh, connects with the locals. And they have put those in almost every single brand that they have now. And that was because Brett Tolman was on that tourism cares trip. So I'm sure that Absolutely. same thing happens when you go with people and you get people inspired.
1: I'm I'm headed to Jordan in about three weeks and uh, can't wait to go. And it'll probably be my eighth or ninth time there. Um, It it truly is a special destination.
0: It is very much so, and I've been lucky enough to go a couple of times, but the last time we did do the Bedouin tent, A little cold, uh, you know, in the mornings, but that's okay. Uh, a brilliant moonlight walking in the night. I remember having to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and walking and thinking, is this how Lawrence Arabia did it? I'm not sure, but uh, but it yeah, was yeah. an amazing experience. And we got to meet all these amazing people, you know, people refugees from Syria who had set up little cafes and stores. And uh, mm-hmm. it just was a, a, an amazing experience. And it's one of those trips. And this is the thing, when you do an adventure travel trip, these are experiences you're going to remember for a long time.
1: Absolutely. Are, are you familiar with the the concept of type two fun? No, I'm not. So, uh, so type one fun is is kind of is probably what you would imagine. You you have a great experience on a on a on a ship or at a beach resort or 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 whatever it might be. Not super particularly, there, there's no, nothing burning in your memory. It was just like, yeah, that was a great time. It was beautiful. The food and drink were great. Type two fun is, you, you totally triggered me when you said it was cold and I had to go out and use the bathroom at night. And I thought, this is type two fun where parts of it are, are actually not terribly fun. But later you're like, wow, wow, I did that. It was this incredible, and it pushed me you know it hit my boundaries a little bit oh yeah um climbing mountains is type two fun when you're doing it you're wondering why on in in the world am i doing this and then but that's the story you tell forever
0: no and absolutely and then that next morning if i recall it was early in the morning when we had to get on our camels and walk out you know on the camels out of the desert and i was with a couple of people who You wouldn't associate with adventure travel including one very high level cruise executive who was well known and really is more of an elegant luxury person. She's on the camel next to me and I'm looking at her and she she sucked it up, and she was she. We walked out of, like in the desert. We felt like we were again. I hate to reference Lawrence of Arabia, but it's uh, you felt like this was a real experience. You had there was yeah. no other way to get out of the desert was on these these camels, and we walked out to our bus. But it was a uh, incredible experience, the whole thing. We went to what the Wadi Rum. Obviously, we went to Petra. We went uh, everywhere around there, and we went all the way down to the Red Sea. Uh, It was an amazing experience. And so uh, uh, hats off to Malia. And I know it got you going and now you're going back and back again. And I think you're you're going to discover destinations like that uh, with ATTA if you affiliate with them and and understand what they do. So that sounds like a great opportunity. Now, where can uh, travel advisors go uh, to get more information? What's your website and all that?
1: Yeah, I would say go to our main website, which is adventuretravel.biz, B-I-Z. Okay, um, And that's that's the starting point. And, and there's places to contact us in there if you find yourself a little lost. We do have a lot of resources. So um, don't hesitate to reach out to us.
0: Fantastic. So you get yourself started, but you can also, uh, this is obviously the virtual roadshows for adventure travel and expedition travel. Uh, so you can go down and I believe that ATTA has a booth uh, yep. with us and you can go down to their booth now uh and and during the course of this week and visit uh you can see this interview as many times as you want you can come back and watch us um and uh so you'll learn a lot more about adventure travel just through this show uh shannon i want to thank you for taking the time uh to talk with us it's always great to uh, catch up with you and find out what's going on with adventure travel today
1: thanks james it's always an honor and a a pleasure both and i wish everybody a great show
0: I'm James Schellinglaw for virtual roadshows, selling adventure, and expedition travel.